This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. Welcome to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. My name is Ben Lynch. Today, I have Jack O'Brien. Jack, welcome to you. Thank you, Ben. Good to be here, folks. Jack, what are you drinking? at the moment. Usually I get that question, but what are you drinking? Uh, yes. Well, I, I have an interesting one for you today, Ben, and for listeners. Avid podcast listeners may be familiar with a podcast called My Millennial Money. Fantastic podcast for millennials uh, and all things to do with personal finances. They have partnered up with a local local, Ben, local coffee roaster here in Newcastle, Glee Coffee Roasters, uh, to come up with their own unique My Millennial Money or My Millennial Coffee from Glee Roasters. If you're watching on YouTube, folks, you'll be able to see. Got the bag here. And so, Ben, that's what I'm drinking, espresso style today. Did they also sponsor the smashed avo on the menu? (laughs) They may well have done so. (laughs) Uh, What about you? What are you drinking today? I'm drinking from Coffee in Common here in Adelaide, one of my favorite new cafes mm. in Adelaide, I'm drinking an Ethiopian that has tasting notes of toffee and mandarin. I almost mm. forgot what it was then. Toffee and mandarin. It's great. It is wow. really good. So good. Yeah. I love an Ethiopian bean. It is good. It's a little more fruitier. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, as we sip our beverages mm. in a virtual cafe, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that we're in a virtual cafe here using Zoom Immersive View. But if you're listening, you can't see us, so you'll just have to imagine (laughs) that we are in a cafe drinking coffee. For those who are listening, um, potentially you're in the thick of lockdowns and you've got Zoom fatigue and all these challenges with your team, uh, can I suggest you head over to our YouTube channel, Clinic Mastery, Grow Your Clinic, Clinics for Good on YouTube. Search any of those, you'll find us. Uh, But check out how we're recording this podcast and it might give you some inspiration as to how you could potentially lead your team or, Ben, connect with partners. Back to you. Well, that is a great segue into what we're discussing. That was seamless. It's like you've done this before, Jack O'Brien. So the idea here is that we're referencing the Grow Your Clinic book. And throughout the book, we're covering the seven degrees. One of those degrees is all about brand. And brand is about attracting ideal people to work with. That includes clients, team members, and partners. Today, in particular, on brand, we're talking about partners, which really the adage here is you go from me to we. Mm-hmm. This is about being able to amplify your impact by working with other cool people. In particular, we're going to focus more on professional partners, other complementary businesses, professional services, groups, clubs, networks, associations, schools, whoever the right partner might be for you. And there are three key elements, find, collaborate, and nurture. Jack, kick us off with find. When we talk about partners, what does that mean? Yeah, so they're the three sections of the Grow Your Clinic book when it comes to partners and partnerships, find, collaborate, and nurture. So when we're talking about find, how many clinic owners get all revved up around building their referrer relationships and get stuck on the start line. It's like, I want to do this, but I can't think of anything else other than 
GPs. GPs are amazing, but uh, you can't just stop at GPs. And so when we're talking about finding, we're talking about identifying those ideal partners. But how? But how? So, so in the book, we'll unpack how do you identify these partners? Well, you will have heard on a previous episode where we spoke about personas of ideal clients. If you understand the personas of your ideal clients, you then want to think about where those clients spend their time, their money, or their trust. Who do they spend their time with mostly? Who do they spend their money with mostly? And also, who do they trust? Who do they spend their social capital with? What other businesses, clubs, associations, as you mentioned. And if we can begin to brainstorm that and, and go down even, you know, the uh, the butterfly effect or the six degrees of separation, how can we continue to connect the dots to second, third, fourth degree partners, Ben? So that's what we talk about when we talk about find. Where can we identify? How can we identify ideal business partners to work with? And so once you've found those ideal folks and you initiate a connection with them, we get into collaborate. Jack, this is where I also think I observe a number of clinics perhaps being a little one-dimensional with their partnerships in that it's an exchange or transaction of just referring. But there's so many more ways to collaborate with partners. So many more. Share some insights on what we mean when we say collaborate with partners now that you've found them. Ben, for those listening, uh, when you get your hot little hands on the Grow Your Clinic book, you'll see there's there's 29 or so different collaboration ideas or collabo, as we like to call it. So working out ways where you can partner in a meaningful way or, or kick off this relationship with a potential partner or potential referrer. You know, I've got we we have a resource, Ben, for our members of the Business Academy and of Elevate, a partnerships tracking and acknowledgement dashboard. It is a banging resource. But some of these 29 collaboration ideas, things like how can you train their team? Is there a way that we can provide training and professional development for potential partners as a great way to kick off the relationship? Maybe as an extension of that, we could look at a shared team training, almost like a lunch and learn type environment. Even had uh, clinics do joint culture days, what we call a, a culture day or a team day, where they get in particular their admin teams together. Love it. You know, things like uh, contributing to welcome packs. Can you give a partner, maybe it's a, a local cafe or perhaps they're, um, they, they, they sell little goods, you know, can we get their goods or their vouchers into your welcome packs? Gives them some exposure and some audience. Um, can we incorporate them into our welcome room services? So all of these ideas, Ben, contribute to... Uh, how we might kick off a collaboration rather than just a cold reach out or a bit of an empty request. How can we collaborate in a meaningful way to start a relationship? Because at the end of the day, partnerships are relationships. We like doing business with good people. We like to be able to know who we're going to refer our clients to. And also we want to know who's going to be referring to us. And so deep, meaningful, rich collaboration is a great way to start a partnership. I think as well, Jack, often in that going back to that transactional thinking of 
I really only do partnerships to get a client mm. referred to me. I think being aware of different partners and where your, we, we spoke about where your ideal personas might be in, in their greatest concentration, but then we added in a state where they're ready, willing, and able to engage in your services. So depending on the partner, and we'll talk about funnels later on in paid, but if you think about someone may not even be aware of you yet. Mm-hmm. So when you collaborate with a certain partner, your play might actually just be getting greater awareness rather than trying to get mm-hmm. an appointment out of it. And so it might be a bit more awareness-based than the kind of call to action come in for a an assessment or a service. So I think as well being intelligent about this partner and my audience, at what stage might they be in their journey towards joining our services? Uh-huh. Otherwise, you're just totally always trying to get an appointment and like the, the card in the cafe, it might be the right thing or it might not be to say, hey, you know, come in, here's $10 off. But the cafe might be a better place for something a little more social. I'll give you a great example of this that I saw recently from a childcare center. Mm-hmm. They supplied the cafes with all these pieces of paper with illustrations and pencils and the pencils and the um, holder that the pencils were in. God, I'm really struggling to P- language right tin. Pencil, the pencil tin. tin. <laughs> the pencil tin that the pencils were in and they were all really well branded. So was the paper as well, but there was no call to action. Uh-huh. But throughout the cafe, all you could see was this childcare centers. Who's going to cafes? Families. And I thought that was really quite clever because it wasn't just cards sitting on the bench top when you pay, like come to this childcare center. They were very thoughtful mm. about their ideal client and providing something useful. So I think when we talk about collaborate with, you know, it's got to be intelligent design. I think so. I think uh, you should have another sip of your coffee as I I jump on this spiel. You know, Shane Davis, our esteemed colleague here at CM, often comes to mind and we we talk about that idea of giver's gain and how can you play the long game? How can you create a win-win environment? Again, to your point, not just seeking to get referrals. You know, perhaps it could even be a partnership where you don't get much out of it at all in terms of tangible referrals, but you've got somewhere trusted to be able to send your clients. And having that trust and social equity and social capital goes a long way. So if we can approach these collaborations and initial partnerships with the intent of giver's gain, of a win-win arrangement, it's going to play out in your favor in the long run as you nurture those relationships. Long going, Ben. Long going, ongoing for the long term. For the long term. (laughs) Gee whiz. You would have thought the coffee might have just sharpened up our language, but it's probably done the reverse. Maybe we're thinking faster than our tongues can uh, keep up with, eh? (laughs) We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, Jack, the, the final thing is nurture. So we've got find, collaborate, and then nurture. How does that differentiate itself from collaborate? Yeah, I think of it in terms of, of, of human relationships or, or romantic relationships in a sense, right? Your collaboration is your early dating and figuring out if there's a fit for a long-term relationship. We then need to 
nurture that relationship ongoing so it doesn't fizzle and die. And so how often do we as clinics fall into the trap of receiving referrals, writing a letter, and it's very patient-based, very transactional-based. What if, and we unpack this in the book, what if you could shift your mindset away from transactional towards an ongoing nurture, systemized relationship? And so, again, in the dashboard that we referenced earlier and in some of the ideas inside the book, there is so much in there around how we as clinics can systemize and randomize the way we connect with and acknowledge our partners over the long term, Ben. I love it. I know for some people, they might say that partnerships don't particularly work or shouldn't be the way to get new clients. And you know what? There's truth in that. If you're solely doing it to get new clients, I think you will run up against some friction and some headwinds and some challenges. Insert any other synonym. So, as part of playing a bigger game and building clinics for good and working with more ideal people and having a wonderful impact in your local community, finding more good people to work with has always been a very good thing to do in business. And I think we'll continue to be. And, you know, partnerships is, it's, it's rich, it's quality um, as well as quantity. You can, you can attract an, an abundant amount of new clients, but it's quality. You know, some of the, some of the paid strategies that we'll cover in another episode will increase the volume and quantity of new patients, but partnerships is such a rich way to identify patients and partners that you just love getting out of bed and working with and helping more people with <laughs> on a daily basis, Ben. I would say I often see two categories at least of people, uh, clinic owners that do partnerships. Those that swear by it, love it, do it really well because they get it. They get the personal relationship side. They've done the hard yards. For Mm -hmm. those people listening in, kudos to you. I would invite you to look at how well are you doing it and how can you do it better? For those that have maybe had a few false starts, perhaps it hasn't quite worked or are yet to launch into it, Think about how you can add some rigor with systems behind it as well to help you sustainably do it. Because uh, I think we've all done various forms of getting started with partnerships and they don't get much traction, as you said at the top, Jack. So make sure you systemize it. That way you can also teach your team members how to do it and get them involved and that really scales. So uh, Jack O'Brien, thank you so much for your contributions. You can head over to clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and for all other episodes as well. We've also got a search bar there if you want to type in any keywords that relate to your 120-day plan that you're working on right now, go ahead and check it out. See all the guests that we've interviewed over time or the sessions that we've done like this. We look forward to seeing you on another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast very soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.